Welcome back, podcast fans. I'm your host, Annette Hines, and this is Parenting Impossible, a special needs survival podcast. I am really excited to have Joya Vanderlaan here with us today, and we are going to talk about some pretty exciting things. So I really want Joya to introduce herself and her family to you. Joya, thank you so much for coming to our podcast today. Well, it's a pleasure to be here, and I'm glad you agreed to have me on. Oh, agreed. Yeah, like it was (laughs) such a struggle. You have so much to add to this conversation. So we had such a great talk beforehand, and we were, um, I know, trying to figure out how we were possibly ever going to keep this conversation to 45 minutes, but um, I think it's so important for everybody to understand a little bit about your family and your background because it's fascinating your perspective and where you're coming from. Can you just tell everybody a little bit about your family situation? Absolutely. So um, my husband and I, Dave, have been married for about a little over 14 years. Um, and we were both in school um, shortly after we got married, him for his law degree, me for my master's in nursing. Um, so we kind of started off with our, our, our foot on the gas. Um, then we graduated and got pregnant right away, just as planned uh, with our first, Sophie. And she was born in 2011, so she's nine. Um, and when she was we had some, you know, eye vision issues early on where she had needed a surgery on her eyes and glasses. And so we thought, well, that was, that's her only special need. Well, when she was two, two and a half, um, in an amidst raising twins, then I subsequently had twins when she was a little less than two. Um, so the chaos, right. And I wasn't necessarily paying as attention. Like I would, if she was an only child, she was having these awful long, frequent meltdowns three times a day for 90 minutes. And I just thought, well, I guess this is the terrible twos. And what do I know? I'm a first time mom. And I guess we just have to get through this and, you know, you hunker down and you just do it. Yeah. Well, so we had, you know, early intervention and, you know, evaluations. And it turns out she was diagnosed with autism. And I felt so unprepared because even as a healthcare professional, I just did not know the first thing about what I needed to do for her. And I felt both unprepared and also this huge sense of responsibility because I am her mom. A and B, I'm, I'm a nurse practitioner. I'm a family nurse practitioner. I am trained, Mm. you know, I thought to recognize this and manage this and deal with this. Well, it was stressful. And I think I probably made it most stressful on myself because of the expectations I placed on myself. Um, but you know, I wish there would have been this resource where I could have gone in a short amount of time and learned all I needed to learn. But the problem is it's everywhere online. And especially because I have a a passion for functional and integrative medicine and more natural ways of doing things. That's sort of where my brain went when I started to think about, you know, what can I do for her? So um, we definitely did the traditional therapies, right? The occupational therapy, speech Mm -hmm. therapy, physical therapies, social work, right? All the stuff. But I knew that that wasn't all I wanted to do. And so I spent, I mean, hours and hours and hours at night and during naps and whenever I could researching, reading, picking up this book, looking at this website, talking to every parent you could talking. Oh my goodness. And wanting people to share my perspective, right. Of, you know, I, I don't know what to do about, um, 
supplements or she's not sleeping, but I don't really want to put her on a medicine. She's so little, you know, what do you do? And so overwhelmed. And so um, during the pandemic was a great time, right? When we all have lots of extra time on our hands with the kids home and homeschooling them and, you know, yeah. chaos. Well, we decided to start, yeah, you're a, a business, your autism game plan. Um, and that was birthed out of these feelings that Dave and I both had of just complete loss and even grief and right. um, being overwhelmed and you know, guilty that I didn't know more about how to help my own kid. Right. And so, um, so we created this, this resource. I, I just want to tell the audience that Joya has the misfortune of being married to a lawyer. So <laughs> You know, know it's a mixed bag. <laughs> you have to get everything perfect. <laughs> right, right. And we are both, you know, highly, uh, my therapist says aspirational. You know, so he doesn't have to say perfectionist. Um, but yes, we are both highly aspirational, um, which is both a good thing and also a, a bigger struggle when you have a child or two with special needs. That is so wonderful. So, um, so tell us a little bit about getting that your autism game plan off the ground, because that's a big undertaking. You know, in many ways, it was just like raising a special needs child. You decide to, or you don't decide to do it, I guess, but once you're, once it's in your lap, you do it because you, you know, and you figure it out along the way, because now this is your plan and you said you were going to do it. So you're going to do it. So we had to figure out how to create a website and how to record videos and how to edit videos. And thank God for my husband who does almost all of sort of that back end work. I, you know, I do the content creation and the planning for what are we going to talk about and how is this going to look and I'll do the videos and all that kind of stuff. And he is so good about doing, you know, managing website things and yeah, editing the videos and, and keeping me on track because as, a, as an aspirational person, I have yes. sort of bigger, bigger hopes and dreams than maybe are possible with the amount of time that I have to dedicate to it right now. <laughs> but you came from, so you and I were talking about this earlier and also, you know, what really attracted me to you and wanting to interview you was it came from your family mission and my mission that are so in sync with each other of there's no one door to go through for people to get this information. Right. And you so deeply, you and your husband, Dave, so deeply want to bring this information to people in a medium that they can digest it, right? right? And so you are just trying to get this, all of this learning that you have come across out to people. Right. And, and especially when it comes to the integrative world, integrative medicine, there's a lot of stuff out there and there's a lot of stuff that's really great but there's a lot of stuff that you should not do, right? Yeah. Like feed your child bleach, for instance, do not do that. But that's the kind of thing you'll find on the internet. And then pretty soon you start to go, well, is any of this any good? Should I do any of it? And then what do I do? And how do I know what to do? Well, you know, my hope is that as both a parent and then a professional, I can just create this really concentrated source of actionable information for parents or caregivers of children with autism, um, because it's such a hard, hard journey, you know, to help them, but also emotionally for the parents and, and the family. So just to be able to help um, and provide what we were lacking, yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, and 
And again, you know, being that parent who is also the professional and has uh-huh. that extra leg up of uh-huh. being able to weed through the information and sort it out and put together a game plan. I felt the same way as an attorney. Uh-huh. I had a little bit of a leg up as an advocate and being able to sort through the rules and the laws and uh-huh. the formalities. And um, I wanted to do the same. So right. um, you know, I I totally appreciate what you were trying to get started and what you have accomplished is awesome. So what is the theme, you know, what, what was the goal to, um, to your autism game plan and what's there, what, you know, Mm -hmm. talk us through it. What's, what is it? Sure. So we launched in October and what, what we've been doing is I've been recording a video. Usually I try to keep them under 10 minutes, but there's just so much information. So they're usually, usually under 10 minutes. Um, so again, easily digestible can listen in your car. There's not a lot of visual that you need to pay attention to, but sometimes people do like a face. So I decided to do the video instead of just voice. Um, And it's on all sorts of topics related to particularly the beginning of a parent's autism journey um, or a parent who is newer to kind of natural or integrative functional medicine um, interventions and treatments. So, um, you know, it's not about curing autism. And I want to make that very clear. Um, We love Sophie how she is and she has meltdowns and she won't sleep well. And she, you know, um, lots of kids have constipation, right? With with autism. And so really what this is about is talking about the bothersome symptoms and talking about what can we do to alleviate that, right? Because this child who's having the symptoms is suffering because of them. No child wants to have meltdowns. (laughs) No child is comfortable being constipated, right? Or being a picky eater. Like that's not fun for them. And then also it's not nice for the parents to have to deal with us, like it's a harder life for everybody. And so if I can talk about, um, talk through how can we you know, help with the sleep issue? How can we help with the picky eating issue to maybe make it less of an issue so that the whole family just is functioning better and happier um, and even healthier, right? So again, not to say, hey, you know what? We're gonna cure, cure this child's autism, um, but to help them live their best, the best version of their life, be the best version of themselves. And we know some people are on that journey and that's okay for them. You know, yes. that's, that's their journey and that's okay for them, but that's just not what your site is about. Right. And I think the, there's, there's a group who says autism is a wonderful blessing and I wouldn't change a thing about it. And I think that is great if you can have that outlook on it. And I, I struggle to have that outlook because my experience with our child with autism has been, has been very difficult, um, behaviorally, especially, um, even, even bonding, um, with her, of course, you know, one of the characteristics of autism is that it's there, they have social deficits, social issues. Right. And so for me, that was really one of the hard things was, I love this child. I love her. I, I prayed for her. I wanted her. I, you know, she's my first Mm -hmm. and, to have trouble bonding with her has been so hard. Um, and it's something that we're still working on um, to get better. But, you know, if we can, you know, I, I would love to come to a point where she is calm enough, where 
I am open-minded enough where, right, we both are improving on ourselves to A, have that better relationship, but, and B, help her be physically um, the healthiest that, that she can be. Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, I have noticed that you really are talking more about medicine and mostly what's coming across are things that are more medicine, medical. And and can you talk to us a a little bit about that? Because what is integrated medicine? You know, what does that mean? Because it's not, it's not more on the traditional medicine side, you know, it's a little bit of, it's, it's different. And we might not all in our audience have come across that. So tell us a little bit about that. So I'm kind of using the terms functional medicine, integrative medicine, biomedical treatments, right? Those are sort of parts of the same. Um, When I talk about integrative medicine, for instance, it's integrating more natural therapies. Maybe that's some vitamins. Maybe that's different types of therapies, like a chiropractic neurologist, for example. Um, And really, you know, with functional medicine too, the way I practice in my medical practice is let's look at the root cause, right? So um, for a particular problems, say, you know, constipation. Okay, well, is the problem that you're missing Miralax or you're missing a, a stimulant like, you know, Senecot or whatever? That that's not the problem. What's the problem? Is the child getting enough water? Is the child getting enough fiber? Is the child deficient in magnesium, which many children with autism are? Um, you know, are they not moving enough? Right. So we want to look at underlying causes that are relating to these symptoms. So it's not just as simple as you have this constipation symptom and this is the medication that matches with it. I'm not opposed to using medications. I prescribe medications. But I also want to look at the bigger picture and say, you know, and because a lot of the parents that come to me, a lot of the patients that come to me are looking for a less medicine based approach as well. And so, you know, I'm never forcing that on somebody. If they would rather have a prescription, we talk about, you know, the appropriateness of that, right? And I, I write prescriptions all the time. But um, when, when we're, looking at things from a functional medicine perspective, we really want to look at what what are some of the root causes of these problems. And oftentimes, if you can resolve root causes, for example, maybe constipation is is one of the root causes of of tantruming or or meltdowns, right? If you're constipated, how do you feel? Right. You feel irritable. Oh my God, we all know that, of course. Right? So why would that be different with our kids with autism? So if we can help, for instance, solve the constipation issue, then maybe we can improve some of the picky eating because now their tummies aren't so sore. Maybe we can improve sleep because they're not, their sore tummies are preventing them from sleeping at night. Or maybe the constipation is a a sign of even even a, a deeper, more foundational problem. For instance, the microbiome, right? They don't have the right bacteria in their guts, um, or maybe they have an overgrowth of certain bacteria Mm. or yeast that's causing the constipation. And so again, if we look deeper and see what's underneath all these symptoms, and can we address them again, not to cure autism, but to help with their symptoms and help them to live more comfortably, right? Oh, well, so I struggled with this a lot with my own daughter, do not have autism, but I always felt like it was such a puzzle trying to figure her out all the time. So I know that you, you have your own practice now, right? Right. Um, And you started 
two years ago, three years ago? Uh, it would a little over three years ago now. Yes. Yeah. And so, and I'm going to get back to that in a minute. So I want to ask <laughs> you how that's going with three kids. Um, oh. Cause that's tough, but um, you know, you sort you are partnering with families now with parents and helping them figure stuff out. So can you talk to me a little bit about that? Because our kids are a mystery sometimes. Oh, yes. And yes. as parents, it's hard to, to, you know, kind of walk through a lot of this and it's not always a joy. <laughs> so it is not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, a big part of my practice, I see moms and menopausal, postmenopausal women. That's a big part of my practice. The other part of my practice is seeing kids. Um, and I see some men and some, but sort of the big two pieces of my practice have been the, the first two that I mentioned, the women are mostly moms and then the kids. And when I, when I kind of do an initial visit, I want to know everything, right? I, I do a long intake, usually 90 minutes, um, and have the parents have filled out, um, lots of paperwork beforehand. So I really have an idea of, what, what is the history of this child? Uh, how are they born? Vaginally or C-section? Have they ever had antibiotics? Have they ever had steroids? What's their diet like? What's their sleep like? What's their temperament like? Um, mm. Developmentally, right? What are they like? And so you kind of start to develop a big picture and a timeline. Um, you know, when did the parents start to notice something going wrong? Was it after a round of antibiotics for the ear, for an ear infection, right? Is that when, for instance, constipation started, or is that when the child started not sleeping well or um, getting a rash? Mm. Um, you know, was it related to anything? Because if we can figure out this timeline and when certain things happened in relation to certain other events, then we can go, oh well, okay. For example, after that round of antibiotics for the ear infection, that's when the diarrhea started, and then they got rashes, and then they got really sick, and you know, weren't sleeping, and all of this. Well. We know that antibiotics wipe out not only what we want them to wipe out and need them to wipe out, thankfully they do that, they also can wipe out our good bacteria. And when we don't have a good balance of bacteria in the gut, that can lead to a whole host of other problems, including even immune problems, for example. So I don't wanna make out antibiotics to be the bad guy because they're not, they save lives. But if that was the time point in time at which a child started to develop symptoms that gives us a clue to the root cause and how we should approach it rather than saying, well, your child has diarrhea. So we're just going to give them a medicine. You know, that doesn't solve the problem. What in a year, they're still going to be on this medicine. You know, that's not satisfactory for, for everybody. Right. Yeah. I mean, you do have to be such a Sherlock Holmes and trying yes. to figure out all of this stuff. And so, but I love it. That's, I love investigating and I will not give up, (laughs) you know, I, I just love it. And, and when you can help somebody and change their life, get their child to sleep or get their child to poop every day or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, it's like, that's just, oh, such a joy. So how do you find a practitioner like you to work with? Because we cannot find people like that. It is so hard. So what yeah. are we looking for as a family to, to um, you know, how to, to bring our family to who, uh-huh. who are we looking for and how do we find them? Because right. it's so important to most of us to find somebody willing to invest that time in our family's health. Yep. 
Yeah. So I would say there's three places that I would initially recommend people go to look. Um, the Institute for Functional Medicine, which is ifm.org. Um, the A4M, so A, the number 4M.com, that's the um, American Association of Anti-Aging Medicine, so four A's and an M. Um, mm-hmm. They do a lot of functional medicine stuff as well. And then there are, there's a specific training called um, MAPS, M-A-P-S, um, having to do with kind of medical issues in children, including autism, including, mm-hmm. you know, Tourette's and um, any, a lot of the neuro um, diversities or neuropsychiatric conditions. Yes. And those doctors are trained, doctors and nurse practitioners, and sometimes other providers, um, physicians assistants, for example, as well. Um, they are trained in how to approach this type of situation and what are we looking for and what kind of testing might we think about doing? Um, because to be honest, you know, the, the doctors, nurse practitioners, PAs in the traditional medical world um, have not been trained this way and it's not their fault, right? They provide a great service in their arena. And I almost look at this as a little bit of a different arena or maybe an arena within an arena, um, kind of a subspecialty. Um, and so I never fault anybody for not knowing you, what you don't know, right? Right, and, right. And a lot of times because they're not taught that way to look for the root cause, they don't even know the questions to ask to get themselves further educated because it's just not part of the thinking in traditional medicine. So, so those three places are really good resources. Um, it's really good to even to find like a local um, chapter of TACA, T-A-C-A, um, which is talk about what is their they changed their um, tagline recently at what it used to be talk about curing autism, T-A-C-A. Um, they have changed that now, but they're a really good resource as well. Um, and I, I found their resource very helpful. The thing with your autism game plan that I think is going to be even more helpful to people is that it's in short digestible chunks rather than, you know, sit down for an hour and watch this video and sit down for another hour and watch this one. Um, or I, I might... sit down for a whole day and read this. Exactly. You can't. You can't do it. I would love to have done that, but you, you know, you can't do that. We don't, even as kid, parents of typical kids, we don't, you don't have time to sit down for an hour. Why do you have a chunk of, no way. of time that long? So, um, so even, those are some good resources. So even before COVID, but now that COVID's hit, forget it. I mean, oh my goodness, way too many things. Yes. Yes. So that. So this, I'm finding this conversation just so fascinating, Joya. This is just amazing. And, uh, you know, I honestly never knew that medicine like this existed before my daughter. And I want to know and answer me honestly, before your children were born, did you know that you were going to practice this kind of medicine? I did. Um, How did you know that? Well, I had an aunt, hi, Aunt Jackie, if you're listening, um, who was an herbalist. Um, She was a microbiologist in the hospital for decades, for 25 years, I think, 30 years, maybe. And um, kind of knew there was a different way to, right? Knew that you see first antibiotic resistance in the microbiology world, right? And then Mm -hmm. that kind of snowballs into other things. And so um, she kind of was a real inspiration to me. Um, And Sophie's middle name is Jacqueline after her, Sophie Jacqueline, um, after my Aunt Jackie. And so she was a real uh, inspiration to me in 
in thinking about things differently and always asking questions. And I've always been a, a person who's been curious about the whys. Why does it work this way? Why is it this way? And I think you really need to have that curious mind in order to do this type of work, because if you're not curious about it, you're, you're not going to ask the right questions, may even assume you know something that you don't know quite the right way. Um, but that, that curiosity to, to be asking always, is there a better way? Is there a different way? Um, but that was, that was kind of my thinking, probably even as a teenager, um, I would imagine. And even before I got pregnant with Sophie, I did things like, though, I went gluten-free and dairy-free because I, my stomach was not feeling well, you know, yeah. so you'll find with a lot of functional medicine practitioners that a big part of why they get into the field is because of a personal health experience or, or a family, like a personal family health experience. Yeah. Um, and, and, and struggling with, you know, traditional medicine is not helping me or my family member, my child, whatever it is. And so there has to be another way. And now I'm responsible for finding this other way and you find your way. And then you realize, oh, this is such a great way. And then, you know, you get the training and you, you, you're able to help so many other people then as a result of your bad experience, which is just so neat in so many ways, because it, it validates and, and justifies your experience, um, and kind of makes it at least somewhat quote worth it, right? To have gone through because you can help you can help so many other people through through their struggles. So I'm going to let you in on a little secret. My daughter Caroline, who is my traditional or typical sibling, okay, um, who is kind of not typical because she's got her own stuff going on, as most of our siblings Don't do. We all, yeah. Mm -hmm. right? <laughs> um, so she's in college now and. Mm -hmm. Um, she wants to do something with medicine. She thinks, I don't know. She, she changes her mind all the time. She's young yet. She's got time. I definitely see her doing something with non-traditional or integrative or something. She's interested in nutrition. She's interested in biology. She's totally, I think, heading down this path for sure. I love it. We'll have her email me if she has questions. Definitely. She's, yeah fascinating. She's taught me so much about nutrition and all this stuff. I have a lot of food allergies myself, yes. personally, gluten and shellfish and all kinds of things. Yep. I'm allergic to a lot of medicine. I yes. am terrified to have to take the vaccine because I can't, I can't have a lot of, um, Right. I, my list of medication allergies is like yay long. Oh, the audience can't see me, but <laughs> it's very, very long. And, right. and so hopefully um, that's a decision, you know, to vaccinate or not to vaccinate that will remain in our, our hands. Right. Yes. And that will not be a forced issue. We'll um, see. And I, I, but yeah. yet, you know, I'm, I'm excited for my husband and my mother, like for people who can get vaccinated, get I it. want everybody to get vaccinated that can, but for me, I'm terrified. I've had, yeah. I got, the flu vaccine for the very first time in my life this year. And my arm swelled up like oh. you know, a soccer ball. Oh no. Uh, you know, and it, you know, it's scary when that is so scary. I've, I've had anaphylactic reactions. So, I mean, this whole area of medicine just fascinates me. And I was so excited to talk to you today. So you have another business and it's called nourish house calls. Can you Correct. tell me about that? Yes. So, um, 
you know, I've been a nurse practitioner for uh, probably, what is it, 10 years now. And I initially worked in a pain management clinic and that was really gratifying and rewarding. And there, there sort of came a time when, when I was ready for something new um, and, you know, I could tell a transition was coming and I l- was looking, looking, looking for something in the functional medicine world because in addition to pain management at this pain management clinic, I also was doing um, functional medicine and, and bioidentical hormone therapies and all that kind of stuff. And that's where my real passion was, as, as I have alluded to. Um, so I could not find a suitable job that would allow me to go part-time. That was really what I was looking for. And I had always said I would never, never start my own business. It was just too much, you know, with kids and everything. Well, it became kind of clear and almost just became the default decision that, you know, maybe the best thing is for me to start my own practice as overwhelming and daunting as that sounded. And Dave was such a cheerleader for me. Um, He was really excited about the idea and um, it helped me a little bit, but there was not a whole lot with that, that he could help me with because it was so much, you know, regulatory stuff and medical stuff and, you know, business setup stuff. Um, And so of course he helped where he could, um, but again, it was kind of like special needs parenting where it was like, well, we're doing this, so I guess I better just, <laughs> you know, figure it out as I go along. And so that's kind of what I've done. Um, I saw a real need, especially in our area for house calls and, and not so much because people were homebound, but because I live in an area where people are busy and time is money. And so my practice is a cash-based practice. People can submit to their insurance and get reimbursed if they want to, but I don't deal with insurance. That's one part of the business that I just, I refuse to deal with insurance companies just because of, and anybody who's dealt with an insurance company understands why. (laughs) Um, You know, and, and the other reason is because I spend so long with my patients that insurance would never I would go bankrupt before I, you know, before a year was over if I, if I took insurance payments. So trying to make um, functional medicine affordable for people, accessible for people, and also make it super convenient. So I'll travel within about a 10 mile radius of my home um, in Illinois here. And then also, of course, now I'm doing Zoom calls too. So anywhere within Illinois, you know, I, my license is, is in Illinois. And so I can, I can see anybody really now in Illinois um, for, yeah, various things like hormones, adrenal thyroid are huge. And then, you know, the kids with, you know, ADHD, autism, um, that kind of thing. Um, A lot of uh, patients who are just tired and nobody can tell them why, or they're not sleeping and nobody can tell them why. And they really would rather not be on these sleeping pills. So it's kind of my job to, to dig deeper, right. And figure out, well, what is going on here? And okay, this, this, and this, and this has not worked for you. Um, So how can I help you then? And, and you're right, kind of be a detective, um, and, and not give up and just keep asking questions, um, mm-hmm. to help these people who, who are really struggling. Definitely. Definitely. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. It's a lot of work, <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> I think that's incredible. So that leads me to my next question, which is how the heck do you balance all of this? Because you've got three kids. Yeah. They're still young. You've got a terrific supportive husband, but he's got a pretty busy career of his own. Yeah, You love your work, but it is very um, involved and it Mm -hmm. sucks you in. 
And so how are you holding it all together? Well, I think there's a couple different things to mention here. Uh, Part of it is for a time I was not holding it together. Like at the beginning of this whole coronavirus shutdown, right? I found myself depressed, very depressed. And, you know, like tearing up a lot over nothing, just feeling inside so sad, right? And I think a lot of that had to do with not maybe so much coronavirus stuff, but the kids were home. And now I was having to manage them full-time instead of them being in school at least half days like the twins had been in the previous year and so I needed to get help for that and I was so resistant for so long right as somebody who does functional medicine I'm not anti-medication but that's but actually I kind of was for myself Um, and I felt a sense of pride and I should be able to help myself right I'm helping other people with this why is really what I'm doing for myself working? Um, yeah. And so I ended up starting on a medication, um, letting a, you know, another professional take care of that. I didn't self-prescribe, tempted, mm-hmm. but I didn't. And, you know, that's, that was a huge like turning point lesson in life for me was I'm not perfect. I'm not going to be able to help everybody. I'm not even able to really help myself in the way that I would like. And so sometimes you do need to kind of go out of your comfort zone and seek help where you may not have thought to seek help or may not have wanted to seek help. So I think that's one one thing that's allowing me to hold it together, quite honestly. you know, the other thing, yes, a supportive husband, of course, my mother-in-law is nearby, so she helps out with the kids sometimes. And the other thing I would say about keeping it together is I don't always keep it together. You know what? I yell at the kids when they're being frustrating or when I'm frustrated by them. I, you know, I make plenty of mistakes yes. um, and I think I'm not doing it perfectly. I know I'm not doing it perfectly. There are times when the kids are tugging at me, mommy, mommy, can you play with me? And I'm like, ah, oh, like I have to get this done and then I can play with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so important to me to make healthy, nutritious meals, right? That that is a time away too. So, you know, including the kids in that sometimes has been good. Um, and also then sometimes sitting them down in front of the TV while I get to peacefully cook dinner has been good. So I think it's, it's a constant adjustment. It's a constant seeing what works and what doesn't work. And it's, it's a, it's a constant. And I say this at the end of my videos, because I think it's so true is be gentle with yourself. You're doing a good job. And we don't hear that enough from people. Um, and we're hard on ourselves. I just feel like this needs to become something that we can say to ourselves that we're allowed to say to ourselves, to admit, you know what, I'm not perfect, but I'm doing a good job. Your, your videos are very comforting. Joya. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for them. They are very comforting. They're very soothing. And because they're short and digestible, I think they're so helpful in that way. It's not like trying to listen to a one hour webinar, you know, no, and that was my idea too, of let's get, let, let me have a calming persona, right? And maybe sometimes a little funny, hopefully, but um, like, let me calm these parents down because we are all running on empty. Well, I won't speak for everybody. We're not all running on empty. I was running on empty. I know a lot of parents who are running on empty and running on this fight or flight, like desperate, I've got to do something to help my kid right now. And like, if we can just dampen that sympathetic response, that fight or flight response, 
and increase our sense of calm and control. And, you know, I've got this. And even if I'm not perfect, I, you know, here's one thing I can do today to help my kid. And just the, the sense of calm is so important in these parents' lives and, and would have been so nice in mine had I had this back then. <laughs> I think this, um, the topics that you are covering are so important too. Um, I'm especially interested in the gut health that mm -hmm. you have been talking about. I know it impacts um, many different um, diagnoses, not just yes. autism. Oh, absolutely. And so it has been uh, very interesting. And so um, I do encourage my listeners to go and check out Joya's um, channel. Um, so you are on, and I've got all of these in my yep. show notes, but you've got your website, youratismgameplan.com. Uh, you're on Facebook mm -hmm. and um, you have a YouTube channel too. Yes. So it's just called Your Autism Game Plan. So yes. And then Instagram we're on as well. You, and we haven't, we're not super tech or social media savvy. So we haven't figured out how to post the videos on Instagram, but you know, if you search Your Autism Game Plan, you will, you will find them. Okay, cool. Yeah. And are you, are you tweeting yet? We're not that? tweeting, you know, like I'm the social media manager of, of this business. <laughs> and my husband makes fun of me so often. We have this whole like calendar, this date, we're going to post this one. And every time okay. I post it, he's like, that was the wrong one. Or you forgot the link. And I'm like, oh man, I can't, I can't even. All right. I'll redo it. Thanks. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so no, you, we're not tweeting yet. <sighs> but, but you are doing this. You're not this is not anything that you're selling. I mean, this is just stuff going out there for people. Correct. So this is just free stuff. And my vision, and I'm working on this right now, is to create a really consolidated course. And so what, what I'm providing now, I'm hoping will be helpful as a standalone. But I'm creating a course kind of like an A to Z. Like here, you got your diagnosis or you're beginning to become interested in functional or integrative medicine. Here's where to start because you can read a lot about these things like, oh my goodness, I need to do IV chelation on my, on my child, or I need to do hyperbaric oxygen chamber therapy. Well, those really aren't the best places to start. And, but, but how would you know that, right? You read about something, you think it helps and you want to do it, but there's really a better order to go about doing this. If you want to, again, address kind of the major broad root causes. Yes. Um, you know, we want to look at gut health. We want to look at diet. We want to look at sleep. Um, we want to look at methylation, which is a huge word that means, I mean, I could talk to you about methylation for two hours um, yes. and still not cover everything. Um, but a lot of these things need to be addressed before other therapies can be helpful. You know, it's kind of like you can be an OT for years and years and years for, for example, for ADHD, or you can be in school with ADHD for years and years and years, but the medication or whatever it is that adding that piece helps the therapy to be so much more effective. Well, same here, you know, adding um, help for gut problems can help everything else be so much more effective and go so much more smoothly. So what I really want is for people to be successful with this integrative functional medicine journey but in order to do that, you really need to have, um, well, a game plan. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, and that's not clear online. You read about all these different treatments, interventions, therapies that you can try, 
but there's nobody who really lays it out and says, here's a general roadmap of where you should start, things that you should do first and take it step by step. Don't do everything at once because if you do everything at once, you won't know what worked and what didn't work or what caused a reaction. Um, oh, so, right. You know, yeah. it's really important to, to do this kind of methodically and from be beginning to end. And so that's the course that I'm creating. Again, videos less than 20 minutes um, with a, basically a transcript or an outline of the video for people who prefer to read, um, mm -hmm. but something that you can even listen to in the car. So my, my, my idea is not to be um, all these like a slideshow, but just for me to be presenting actionable, digestible, you know, easy things that you can try, like for instance, you know, how to start magnesium uh, on your child and do they need magnesium and what might say to you that maybe you should try magnesium with your child. So that's one thing. And you may have read that online, but then you have the whole other um, step of, okay, well, I'm going to look on Amazon and I'm going to find a magnesium. Well, yeah. you're going to spend hours on there because you don't know magnesium oxide, magnesium citrate, right. magnesium glycinate, magnesium 3D. So I'm telling exactly. people, and initially when I started this, I was like, we are not linking to supplements. We are not linked. Like, I don't want to profit from the supplement part of it. That's right. Right. What I realized was it's not super helpful. If I'm just like, go take magnesium glycinate because still people then have to go and do their own research. I want to make this easy. So I've linked, I do have a full script, like it's a dispensary and, um, there's, there's some percentage of profit for me for, I it's, I don't even know what it is. I have it set. So my patients, like my people get a discount. So I, cause I don't want to <laughs> fully profit of it. That's not the point, yeah. um, but it just makes it a clickable. Like, here's the one that I like. Here's, it tastes good. This is a liquid. This is a capsule. This is a, you know, a chewable. Um, it just makes it very direct and very, if you want, you can get it from there. And if you don't want to like, you know, do your own research, that'd be my guess. Like, that's totally fine. I never want anybody to feel um, pressured, but I did realize that I did need to provide links because it, again, the point is to make this simple. Um, and so if you can click on it and get it, that's simple. That is so, so understandable because, you know, I went through this again with my daughter and uh -huh. with, with her, it was CP, a brain injury yes. when she was baby, and I went crazy trying to figure out the best therapies and the best this Please. and the best that and you know did the same thing I mean mm -hmm. I've got a library full of books that I was reading and, yes. this and that. I mean type a plus plus yes <laughs> I read everything I you know well, of course back then we didn't have all the videos and all of this kind of stuff but no. yes I I had to find the best PT and the best OT and the best speech therapist and this right. one and that one. And it was just crazy making for sure. And yes. yeah. And we, we, you know, got told, you know, and you need these supplements and you need to do this. And then it was like, yeah, but right. What kind of magnesium do right. you buy? And what's the, you know, and what's the, what is the, um, exact dosage and, right. And, and is one brand better than the other? Um, you know, do I get the cheap one at Walgreens or do I, you know, when you have a problem? Right. Exactly. Yes. And, and people, and there was so much contradictory information. Uh, yes. So and it, it's confusing. It's so confusing. And it was confusing even for me at the beginning as a healthcare professional who was in functional medicine, it was confusing. You wait for six months mm -hmm. for a GI appointment yes. at the hospital and you get five minutes with the doctor. And then you and, get some Miralax. And they don't answer those questions. Right. 
right? And that's the, that's the structure of our medical system, right? That's how it works. And I'm not going to, you know, bash that. And they're um, wonderful they, people, right? There's nothing they, wrong with them. They're wonderful people. We loved our doctor, but they were yep. only there to deal with the absolute, like top, top, top of the list of right. questions and problems. And they weren't going to spend an hour with us talking about all of the gut issues that we had, nope. plus how they integrated with all of the other things that we yeah. wanted to talk about, like her muscle issues and this Correct. and that. So, right. And I will tell you, most of them are frustrated by that too. Of most course. of the people in regular medicine are so frustrated by the lack of time they have to really spend with patients and deal with it. Let me tell um, you, so the intention want, is there. They want to sit in a room with the 10 yes. other doctors who deal with Elizabeth Hines case. Yep. They want to have a one hour meeting with those 10 doctors so that everybody can talk about Elizabeth because mm -hmm. they want Elizabeth to get better or to right. have the best health possible for Elizabeth exactly. because yep. they love Elizabeth and they care, for, you know, they care about her. And yeah. so of course, because they go into this field to care for yes. children, right. you know? So I know I'm getting very passionate and hot, <laughs> but I mean, don't know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we all get that. So yeah. like I said, people like you are hard to find. So thank you again for giving us those notes on where around the country we might be able to, you know, trip into um, finding somebody like you to work with because, you know, I never knew how to find somebody like you for my daughter. And, you know, we are all searching for somebody who will help us pull it together. We, right. we need that. Yeah. And it's an expensive journey too. And so that's the other piece of this that I was so passionate about is let's get people started on this journey before they fork out thousands of dollars to see one of these experts, which it's, it's worth it, but they're going to all tell you certain things at the very beginning. So that's why I wanted to give people this, this game plan of, okay, start here. And then you'll reach a point where maybe you do need to go see a specialist, right. And pay out of pocket for that. If that's the case for that, that provider, but at least if we, if I can provide the information to people get for, for people to get started on this journey, um, then they're saving money, they're saving time, they're getting started before maybe they can even get seen by these, these other sort of specialists. Yeah. So it kind of just gives, gives people a bit of a head start too, which I think is, is so important and, and empowerment, right? Now you are able to do something to help your child that, that nobody has ever been able to do for you. So it's just, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited about it. I'm very excited about the course coming out. I'm kind of in the middle of, of working on that right now. So I can't wait. Yeah, it, it can't come out too soon. So you oh, I agree. Oh, and I want that. this project to be done too. It's <laughs> like it is very time consuming, but um, that's the perfectionist in me as well. I want it to be good. I want it to help people. I want people to you know get value from this. So I I think that's that's very noble of you, but I think sometimes it's good to get something out there, and then you can do two point and make yes. it better the next time around. So well, Dave's Dave's little saying in my head that runs over is don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. So I absolutely. am I am trying. <laughs> Done is better than perfect. Yes. <laughs> so um, we are obviously running out of time and I want to mm -hmm. make sure that we close out this podcast with some really good tips to leave our audience with. So we've talked about a lot of things today. Mm -hmm. And um, before we before we go, 
what can we leave our audience with um, for some really good takeaways today? I think um, staying curious, um, keep asking questions. What is there more I can be doing for my child? And is what this provider saying, does that make sense? Is that right for my child? Um, because very often parents know best. And so, and, and keep, yeah, keep asking the questions. Is there more, is there a different way I could be helping my child? Why um, is this particular symptom happening or this particular behavior happening? What can we do? So just always stay curious, I think is big. Um, and then uh, sleep, getting, sleep is, is just cannot be overrated enough. Um, yeah parents need sleep, children need sleep, physiologically, they need sleep, uh, you know, mentally, emotionally, we need sleep. So sleep is one of those, to me, one of those first things that I try to help people figure out, because if the child's not sleeping, the parent's not sleeping, and then guess what the day is like? It's oh, not nice, gosh. right? Then both of you are overtired, and how can we expect an over child, overtired child to behave? And how can we expect ourselves as overtired parents to be at our best parenting? Mm -hmm. um, and so that, that all that is to say too, and again, this is what I say at the end of the videos is be gentle with yourself. You are mm -hmm. doing a great job and you're doing a better job than you probably think you're doing or want to admit you're doing. Most definitely. So that, that, that is probably, those are probably my good takeaways, yeah. Well, that's precious. Thank you. This was an amazing interview. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know how busy you are. I so appreciate it. You're I very would welcome. love to have you back after this pandemic yeah. is over. And once you get your course launched and to talk to you about it. And I'd be really excited to do that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yes. It was really great talking with you. Me too. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I just wanted to take a second to say how much I appreciate you taking the time to listen to these podcasts. I'm having a blast doing them, and I hope that you're finding the content to be what you were really hoping. If you are, please take a second to leave a rating and a review. It's so helpful in getting this content out to people who really need to hear it. Thank you so much.